The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, a world champion and not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I talked to legendary Hall of Famer Mick Foley with an amazing story about John Moxley that you can find in his new book, Mox. Also, it's Tony time with some breaking news with Mr. Tony Khan of AEW right now on the Busted Open Podcast. And that no, is the one and only Mick Foley. What's that been like for you, being back out on the road, being able to be in front of fans again? Oh man, it's it's really been nice. I, I was I was going to touch on the fact that you know you you mentioned about uh, us texting back and forth, um, and you said, "Man, I, I really want to talk to you about Moxley's book." Yeah, and I was like, "I know, I, I we got we have a, a kinship in that book." Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I am using you guys because what I should be doing is sitting down and writing the best possible article I can. But the truth is, it's the holiday season. My family's coming tomorrow. And a good article takes me about five hours to write. And then I thought, wait, what if I, what if I talk about it on Busted Open and with the respect you guys have and an invitation everyone in the wrestling uh, press to uh, report on it? I think more people will see it that way anyway, and it saves this guy four and a half hours of uh, <laughs> labor. Is it? You know, it really does take a long time to, I, in my opinion, to do this book justice. It would be a really long time of me, you know, sitting, sitting with my writing tablet or my, uh, you know, my my uh, my iPad. So, uh, I yeah, I, I really was impressed by this book, and I thought it deserved way more than just a tweet. Uh, and so uh, uh, that's why I texted Mark with the idea of coming on and talking about it. I love the fact that he he wrote that book like him talking rather than yeah. it be just a bunch of chapters. He's got, I mean, he's got a unique voice in life and that extends 
to uh, the written page. As I was reading it, uh, he, you know, he took so much pride in having written himself. And uh, when I saw him at the GCW show, uh, we had that, you know, amazing and sickening match with Nick Gage, <laughs> sickening in, the, in a good sense. Uh, he told me that he just finished his book and he had this little sparkle in his eye when he let me know he, he wrote it himself. And I knew how proud he was of it. And uh, it's like, while well, I was reading the book, I'm thinking, how would this have turned out if he had a, a writer? No matter how good the writer was, you can't get the same level of intimacy when you are telling a relative stranger a story or even a good friend as you are when you're alone with your thoughts and putting them down on paper or on a tablet. And, uh, you know, the best writers are not necessarily the ones who put uh, the semicolons in the right place or write beautiful flowing sentences. The best writers are the ones who have their own style and write from their heart. And uh, if, anyone, you know, if anyone's on the board, you know, they have border about this thing, or it's like, I don't really read books anymore. You know, it's not something people do like they used to. This is, this is really a great, not just a great wrestling book, but a great book. Did, how did you like the way that he uh, talked like me? <laughs> he didn't, it sounded just like me. Are you serious? Yeah, he, he's like, who is this young son of a bitch talking trash on Mick Foley? I'm going to kick his fucking ass, and somebody yeah. should put him in his place. Oh, yeah. oh, it sounded... Yes, he was he talking like I would talk I, and writing the way that I would talk. It was it was pretty yes, good. Exactly. And that's a, that yeah, to, to come up with the uh, you know, they give you a little artistic license because we can't remember every word that was said when we're quoting people. But as I'm reading that, I lost you for a second. I, I forgot you were referring specifically to uh, him quoting you uh, in a chapter called Foley. And uh, I should say that the, the layout is unlike any book you've seen because like Moxley himself, it, it goes, you know, it doesn't just follow a linear narrative. It goes all over the place. And I like that. I like that it follows his thought pattern. So there's a chapter called Foley about our angle that never, never quite happened. And your reaction to the, uh, you know, the grassroots uh, social media platform that we had this really cool concept starting out. Uh, and you're reacting to it. I love the fact that you were sticking up for me and looking to put a beating on anyone who, uh, you know, who. Uh, who I was uh, still slapping people back then. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the calm, sweet mark that everybody knows now. I was the get banished, get fined $5,000 for choking people, Mark Henry. All right, so I well, got to jump in here quick because yeah. you're, you're talking about this reaction and you're talking about the book and, and the book is, you know, Moxley's book, Mox. You know, what is the story that you're referring to when it comes to that? The story I'm referring to is where seemingly out of nowhere, this guy uh, ambushes me at uh, one of the manias. Uh, geez, uh, mania tw uh, 2012, maybe it is. Um, and... Uh, he comes up as a guy I've you know, never seen blaming me for a generation of wrestlers uh, injuring themselves, maiming themselves, trying to live up to these standards that I set. And he's really eerie. He's really weird about it. Uh, and now, you know, it was, it was something that was, you know, it was designed to look strange and weird and real. 
Uh, and this was going to, we were going to, you know, Hunter asked me, he said, Hey, you're, you're on social media, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. At that time I had about, you know, about 250,000 followers. I, I'm not sure if I was on Facebook uh, yet. And he said, we want to do this grassroots thing that gathers, gets steam on the, uh, you know, solely on the internet at first. And uh, so Mox, I mean, should I give away the story? I don't know. I mean, I told the story. It's before. not a spoiler if it's a book. Yeah. So, and it's, I've told it before. And the amazing thing is he remembers every detail exactly as I remember the details because, uh, you know, look, I've, I've talked about my concussions in the past, you know, they, they can really they can bring you down uh, for a while. You know, I feel like I was living in a combination of underwater while living in a dark cloud, if that makes any sense. And this, this angle with Moxley it required me to go to some dark places. And the problem was I couldn't get out of them. It wasn't like when I would go cut the Kane Dewey promo in uh, the, the basement of Paulie's cameraman while his mom was doing ironing. And my wife and uh, two kids are at a park two blocks away. And then I come out of there fresh as a daisy and I'm ready to go. Like when I would get into the storyline I, I couldn't get out like it was like this cloud i don't i don't want to over be overly dramatic but uh, like it was around me all the time and it was affecting me especially when i saw moxley uh writing about my children so i come up to him at a tv taping with dusty i asked dusty if he'll come up with me uh just so i could talk to him and i say hey man just please whatever you do just please, please stop mentioning my children and then he gets up and literally like Jump, jumps over, climbs over, throws the chairs and takes off. Uh, like, and so, uh, long story short, he thinks it's an angle, whereas I am 100% asking him as a father not to mention my children. Now, after I've had that, he reads it as turn the volume up on Foley's children. <laughs> so, with the next tweet comes out, it's even worse, more foreboding for the future of my family. And now I text him and say, hey, man, I was not joking. And I think, okay, now it's over. Next tweet is even worse. Wow. And I am blowing a gasket every day. I'm cutting more F-bombs in, you know, in front of the family than they've ever heard me in the entirety of their lives. I'm so angry at this guy. And the more I text him to please tell him respectfully to lay off the family, the more he's laying on them, you know? And then about seven days later, uh, I, um, I remember where I was, I was in the parking lot of a, of a funeral home. I was, uh, the visitation for the mother of one of my daughter's former, my son's former teachers. Yeah, that might be more info than you need, but I remember exactly where I was. And this flood of texts comes in from Moxley, who has just returned from a UK tour with his trusty flip phone that got no service in the UK. He didn't get any of my text messages. <laughs> he, so he continued to think, especially because I did it with Dusty in front of the boys, that it was an angle. And his read was, oh, okay, Foley saying lay off the children. That means put more pressure on the on. children. And it was a terrible misunderstanding. And then I started getting in the zone and I've got this match coming to me and, I, and I'm visualizing it. And I've got a couple of moves I've wanted to do since day one. And then, uh, as it turns out, you know, I, I, uh, I uh, did not fare well on the WWE Impact Test. Uh, I went uh, to uh, 
uh, neurologist independent of WWE. He told me I should never wrestle again. WWE's neurologist uh, said the exact same thing. And oh, this is a, this is something I'm so proud of. It shows me I'm a wrestler to the end when this uh, Robert Cantu, one of the most respected neurologists in the country, tells me I should never wrestle again. I look him in the eye and I say, I can work an entire match around my left knee. <laughs> he says, Mr. Foley, uh, you struck me as a very bright young man when I met you a couple of weeks ago. Since then, I've been doing some research on you. you you've got a lot to live for. If uh, you think you can find another neurologist to clear you, that's up to you. But I'm telling you, you should never wrestle again. And that was the end of the Moxley angle and any you know thought I had of, of ever Oh, my that. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, early 2012, right? It was maybe a month or so after the, April, I think, 2012. So the Rumble would be the last time I ever, uh, you know, unless you want to include the little thing I did after Mania with uh, uh, New Day. Uh, the name of the books is is Mox by John Moxley. And after, I tell you, I, I have it open right now. As you're telling that story, I'm buying the book because you sold me <laughs> on that book. So great job by you. Um, you know, doing these shows, and I saw you were with my bestie, a couple of days ago after one of your shows with Thunder Rosa, uh, talk and, about that interaction with probably one of the best women wrestlers right now. Yeah. You know what? She strikes me as one of those really rare people who feels it every time she's uh, hitting the ring. And uh, I mean, I'd like to say I felt it every time I didn't. Uh, I mean, Ric Flair did. Terry Funk did. Uh, and it's a short list. Uh, but she's someone that's just like, oh, man, I lives, breathes wrestling. And she's such a super cool person. You know, it's funny. I, I said, hey, you know me. She goes, will you do my taco blog? And I went, yeah, I didn't even know what it was. So I texted her back and I was like, hey, if you have a couple of friends, I didn't know, you know, she was married. But I said, uh, you know, you have a couple of friends. I'd like to take you guys out to lunch if you like it. She's like, that's what my taco blog is. Like, we go out. We, uh, I treat, they treat us and we uh, talk about life and tacos. So it was so cool to spend time with her and her husband and then have her go to the uh, show with me. And uh, she killed, I said, yeah, set up a merch table. So she killed it on merch, which was really nice. And, uh, and she also was, I mean, she got the big pop. And I, I think that was a big reason uh, that we had such a big house in San Antonio. We, we had almost 300 people on a Monday. And uh, that's on the very high end uh, for in my shows. My shows usually uh, 150 to 200. And on a Monday, where even three years, as little as three years ago, I didn't dare do a show on Monday because I thought, oh, no, no, I can't compete with Raw. So I really think she put some butts in seats and uh, we had a good time. Uh, she said some horrible things about you, Dave. So uh, uh, that feud is still going strong. Uh, I would personally like to throw you into several pallets of uh, old, uh, <laughs> one of the best spots I've ever seen, by the way. Wait, no, <laughs> don't say that, please. Cause now I think I, I think I just, I can end my career right now when Mick Foley is saying that's one of the best spots he's uh, ever seen. Wow. Mark, you see it? I was there. Oh, wasn't it a thing of beauty? All those it was pretty, it was awesome. <laughs> cascading down on the Greca. It was like the ECW chair spot, except instead of being buried under chairs, he was buried under under cans. Yeah. Thank you. Really great stuff. You just made his life. 
You oh, made geez. his life. Yeah, I, I, I could retire now after hearing that, Mick. And 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 that's and Mick, obviously, you know, I've I've you've been a a frequent guest on this show, and we've got to to get together outside this show, thankfully. Um, you know, at, at, at Alice Cooper concerts, which and, and well, Anita, did you see me on stage with Nita Strauss? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. I, you know, up, oh, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Uh, you know, she's an instrumentalist, you know, on her own, but she, uh, you know, passed to where I saw that she would do I'm 18 with a guest vocalist. And so I, I just have to trust me. I was. I was saying this was it. I wasn't saying, "Hey, get me on stage." I was going, "It's funny, but you have no idea how many hours I spent in my car driving in the character of mankind, singing." I'm 18. You know, I thought that would be an interesting take because I can't sing, but I can sing in character. If that makes any sense. And then she goes, "Well, we're not doing that one this time. Do you want to sing Feed My Frankenstein?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I went out there, and uh, oh man, the drummer for a while I can't remember what band it was, but a good band, uh, killing me. I can't remember the name of the band. He comes up, he goes, <laughs> "I see you on stage, Mick Foley." He goes, and you're not bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> granted, it's just it's just be my friend, and it's all about you know it's. It's uh, pro- you know projection. Like, I can't sing, but I can, I can enunciate and I can do it. It's a character song, you know. I can get into a character to sing that, and it was a blast. Like as soon as it was over, I was like, "Can I meet up with you guys?" I learned all the words this time. Mick, you're awesome, and and I and I was saying too, just like get, getting to know you, and obviously all the times you've been on the show. You're you're one of the best human beings I know, and everybody that I meet that that knows you as well says the same thing. Like I I've, I've never met anybody that's ever had a bad word to say about you because you're so down to earth and you're just one a tremendous human being. You truly are. I'm guessing and, you've never met anyone who met me at an airport before six a.m. So, uh... <laughs> they, Bully always says that um, good fans get what they want and bad fans get what they deserve. If your ass wake me up, if you come up asking me for an autograph at six in the morning, very likely, and I saw your ass last night at the hotel, very likely I'm going to be like, if you don't get away from me, I'm going to yeah. punch you. That's in the a unfortunate part of our business, you know. It's you go. I remember, you know, it's you got to do them show, and I know you got a TK coming up. Hey, uh, you know, I showed the world and I, I don't show people, I don't show people the response for direct message, but I feel like, all right, I can show someone what I said. And so, you know, I, I've heard there are these rumors about me, you know, joining AEW. I love AEW. And my answer is, hey, when I see a shortage of mid to late 50 year old men at ringside, uh, you know, I'll say, hey, I think I can add something, but I'm like, no, I'm, they're doing a great job. I'm fine by myself. But I've known Tony for uh, over 10 years, uh, I think well over 10 years. And so I said, showed the last the two correspondences I've had with him in the last year was when I, I reached out and I asked him if I could contribute John Huber, if they were setting up some type of fund for John Huber's family. So that would have been early January. And then they, uh, the last correspondence was me asking if they could secure the rights to Thunderstruck for Thunder Rosa. It's like, 
And that would be a phenomenal uh, audience participation experience. So that would, uh, that's that, amazing. That would be uh, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Mick, uh, again, the the events start back up uh, in 2022. We have a slew of dates. Thank you so much. Yes, have a nice day. Thank you, Mick Foley. What is up, everyone? It's Jeff Ratcliffe, the host of the Rant Podcast. Join me weekdays for my unique brand of insight and analysis that will help you crush your fantasy football leagues and DFS contests. I'm also bringing you the sharpest betting angles, unique parlays, and the need-to-know info that helps put units in your pocket. The Rant, the fantasy football podcast that's on every winning lineup. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mr. Tony Khan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm great. I mean, coming off of what we saw this past Wednesday in that one-hour draw, and and seeing how the number drew and grew during that time, it tells you that, man, you give people pro wrestling, they will watch, and you prove that on Wednesday night. Absolutely. It's amazing to see, and it's awesome that the audience grew and we built towards over a million fans watching this amazing 60-minute time on the draw between Hangman Page and Brian Danielson in the Hangman's first title defense. And uh, I, I'm very excited in the week ahead to talk more about that match and really excited for tonight on Rampage. I think on Friday night Rampage, we always try to put out great cards. Tonight is probably the most star power we've 
had on the show in a long time. There's so many of the top wrestlers in AEW on Rampage tonight. So if you guys will indulge me, I'm really excited to talk about that card and what's on tap for Rampage tonight and also what's ahead on Dynamite. And and first of all, there's something I'd really love to talk to you guys about uh, that we're going to be discussing on both shows. And I thought this was a great place to do it because this is your show, Mark, and we're doing Rampage tonight. And Mark, you're a longtime friend of the late, great Owen Hart. And I wanted to talk to you and wanted to talk to you and Dave here today about something very important, which is the Owen Hart Cup that we've worked on with Dr. Martha Hart and the Owen Hart Foundation. And I'd like to talk about the format. And actually, here on your show today, I'm going to announce for the first time a little bit about the format, what exactly it's going to be. And then tonight on Rampage on TNT, 10 o'clock, we're going to announce the when and where that this is going to culminate. The Owen Hart Cup. Oh, awesome. I'm really excited about that. And I thought this would be a great place to do it where I could just sit down and talk with you, Mark. Yeah, man, let's do it. That's awesome. That's cool. I'm excited, uh, you know, tonight to announce the win and the where on the Owen Hart Cup. But for the first time, I'll say it, that there will be singles tournaments. There will be two tournaments. There's going to be a men's Owen Hart Cup winner and a women's Owen Hart Cup winner. So it's the first time I've ever announced that. And it's, wow. it's, it's great. I talked to Dr. Martha Hart, and she hasn't followed wrestling that closely, but uh, from afar, she knows that it, there's been huge, huge uh, development. So many great women stars have emerged in the last 20-plus years. Uh, and, and really, now it's such a huge part of the world of wrestling. There's so much more great women's wrestling than there was, you know, 20 years ago plus when Owen Hart was was active competitor. And so I told Martha I think it would be really great for the fans and it, it would be something – Tremendous if we had two cups, a men's winner and a women's winner. And Martha thought that was tremendous. So we're going to be having two single tournaments. I, I don't want to say when and where it's all going to take place. That we'll talk about more tonight on AEW Rampage. And we're going to get a lot deeper into this all also next week on the Holiday Bash episode of Dynamite. we got a really great video. Uh, Mark, the comments you recorded for that Owen Hart video in particular are, are so powerful and strong. And we have this really powerful video that is going to include footage of Owen Hart himself uh, that we were able to get from our friends at New Japan. Uh, Rocky Romero was actually on Dynamite, uh, and uh, rather uh, on uh, Rampage tonight. Uh, and with, with Rocky uh, in the building, it's given me an opportunity to, to talk to him. And not only is he going to be wrestling on uh, this great card on Rampage tonight, but also he has really been helpful to me in getting this footage of Owen Hart that we're going to have to put together this great video that, that you're participating in, Mark, that we're going to show the fans on Wednesday to tell them a bit more about the Owen Hart Cup and the Owen Hart Foundation and uh, what we hope to accomplish here with these great tournaments, including really bringing the legacy of Owen Hart to so many new fans and sharing the love that he had for wrestling uh, with so many people. Yeah, Owen Owen taught me more about just wrestling than uh, what goes on in the ring. Like, Owen Owen was a guy that um, said, hey, man, you need to conduct yourself in a professional manner. You can't fight everybody. 
because during that time, you know, I, I, I wasn't a pro wrestler and I, I didn't know locker room etiquette. I, I, if a man challenged me, I was like, let's go outside. And Owen was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, you, you got to be better than that. You got to be bigger than them. And he was he just was a gentleman and a, and a, and a, and a master psychologist. He knew how to disarm you if you were angry. There were so many times that he changed the narrative uh, when stuff was going on. I can't even mention how many times, but it was like the worst, the best thing that ever happened to me was me getting banished to Canada because I got to spend more time with him. That's amazing. Uh, well, that is uh, that hearing that from you and your insights on him. Uh, it's exactly why I thought uh, it would be great to sit down with you and talk about it and why I wanted to do it on your show, Mark. And, and then on your other show on Rampage tonight, uh, you know, we'll, we'll tell the fans when and where this is going to be taking place and where it's all going to culminate when Martha Hart's going to present the cups to the men's winner and the women's winner. It's going to be tremendous. And wow. uh, there's so much to look look forward to. I, I'm very excited about that announcement on Rampage tonight. And, Tony, we just had Mick Foley on. And Mick was complimenting you and complimenting uh, AEW. And as a fan myself, obviously, first and foremost, uh, I'm glad you're doing this Owen Hart Cup. I mean, you've done a great job of bringing a new school of pro wrestling on TV for fans to enjoy, but also giving a nod and a respect to the past of this great sport. So I know that's something that you really appreciate. Absolutely. Uh, I do appreciate it. And I'm very grateful to have that, that opportunity. Um, so uh, Martha Hart, Dr. Martha Hart has been so great to work with. And the Owen Hart foundation recently had an event. It was actually a Thanksgiving weekend here in America. And so many people here in AEW were tied up with their families in Canada, though, Thanksgiving is really just a Thursday. So uh, it wasn't a big holiday weekend there, and they had scheduled an Owen Hart Foundation event uh, the weekend of American Thanksgiving. And so some of our Canadian representatives, Uno and Stu from the Dark Order, actually went to the event. And I was talking to Martha, and she said they were great representatives for AEW and really great representatives for the sport of pro wrestling. They were just total gentlemen. And she was really impressed, and she thought uh, they were great representatives for AEW. So I thought that bodes well uh, for our partnership. And I'm very excited to announce tonight on Rampage when and where Martha will be presenting the Cups to the men's Owen Hart winner and the women's Owen Hart tournament winner. Uh, so it's, it's just so much great stuff. And, again, on Rampage tonight, that that match we, we just mentioned uh, – you know, Rocky wearing a couple hats, but I'm very grateful that he was able to get us that footage of Owen. But he's going to have his hands full tonight. I think he's been in the ring a lot of times uh, with his opponents uh, through New Japan Pro Wrestling. Rocky's going to be very familiar with all four men, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish. And you could say the same about Trent Beretta in his first match back. Trent is one of my favorite pro wrestlers to watch. And I enjoy uh, him as a tag wrestler. I enjoy him as a singles wrestler. And I'm so glad he's back. And for his first match back to be against this level of competition, the Young Bucks, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, uh, it's a tall task for his first match back, Mark. 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, you jump right into the fire. There's no reason to try to uh, acclimate yourself. I mean, he's he's acclimated himself his whole career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, he's, it's a personal situation. You know, they tried to take out his friends, and it got a little bit more personal on Wednesday on Dynamite when Nick Jackson said that he's going to end Sue's career. You know, he's talking about Trent's mother and saying he's going to end her career. I don't know what career Nick's talking about. <laughs> but uh, but Nick uh, definitely talked about going after Trent's mom, which is not cool. So no, uh, not I think he's that much more fired up. Um, and uh, really to get some of the biggest stars in AEW in this match, I, I think it's going to be tremendous and a, a great way to start the show tonight. Uh, speaking about things getting personal, also tonight uh... – Ty Conti and Penelope Ford in a submissions match tonight. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think Penelope and the Bunny have been using all these weapons. We've seen Penelope and the Bunny come after Ty and her partner and best friend, Anna Jay, with brass knuckles over and over again. And now uh, Ty has said, look, in a real fight, I'm a mixed martial artist. I could tap you out like that. You know, Ty thinks she could really – outfight Penelope in a straight-up fight very easily. And, you know, under MMA rules, a submission-type fight, I do think it favors Ty Conti. Uh, when you bring the bunny and the brass knuckles and that X-factor into the mix, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but Penelope's a very accomplished wrestler herself, and she has a great submission finisher, the Moodalock, that has tapped out a lot of women in AEW. And so I think that's going to be a tremendous match tonight. I'm really looking forward to that uh, tie versus Penelope. Two, two women who I really believe have improved so much and two prime candidates to be in that Owen Hart Cup. Uh, I, you know, looking ahead, they're two of the most improved wrestlers in AEW, I think, over the last couple of years. Uh, when we really look at where Ty Conti and Penelope Ford have started and where they are now, uh, they've come so far and, and, they're not only both, I think, great championship contenders, but they would both be tremendous in this upcoming Owen Hart Cup. You know, here on Busted Open, I, I, if you've been listening, and you can only imagine, the last few days we've been talking about the match uh, that started AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday between Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page uh, for the AEW World Championship. Hour-long draw. What a great way to start that show. Uh, and... You know, you hear a lot of people talk about fans not having uh, the capacity or, you know, to, to be able to sit through an hour match or to have short attention spans. But I, I've always said here on Busted Open, if you give somebody a product that's worthy of taking the time out, they're going to do it. And, and, and I think you proved that point, Tony, on Wednesday by having that hour-long draw to start off Dynamite. I completely agree. The fans were with it the entire time, and the audience on television grew. And for the second half hour of the match or so, we had over a million people watching just live on TNT, plus all the great fans worldwide. And it, really, that's so encouraging to see wrestling fans tuning in as a match builds up and to prove to people that you're absolutely right, Dave. Fans do want to see a one-hour match. Fans did enjoy a one-hour match. And those two, Hangman and Brian Danielson, the pace they kept, I mean, it didn't feel like an hour. It really uh, flew by. It was, it was a great fight. 
And for me, at least, I felt like it never dragged. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm excited for what's coming next with Hangman Page and Brian Danielson. It's far from over. And I'll tell you right now, Brian Danielson is still the number one contender. Wow. I'm excited, too. I, I, Tony, I, I walked out into the arena and watched about the 20 minutes in the middle of the match. And, and I'm talking about this is 25, 27 minutes in. Everybody was standing. I had to keep trying to adjust to move just so I could see. And I was like, man, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I, that, was a, that was a very welcome experience. And I'm glad that uh, the AEW fans got to see that. I'm very glad the AEW fans got to see that. I'm glad you and I got to see that, Mark, because we both love wrestling. And uh, that was just a really, really special match. Uh, and you've known Brian Danielson a long time, uh, longer than I have. And from, from what I know of him, I feel like it's safe to say this is far from over. Uh, and Brian Danielson and Hangman Page is uh, a, a rematch I'm very, very excited to see. He's not going to leave well enough alone. Until he feels like he won, he's not going to stop. No, he's, uh, he's something really special. I'm somebody, uh, somebody really, really special. I'm very grateful he came into my life this year. Uh, uh, and, you know, speaking of uh, Thanksgiving and uh, uh, actually Black Friday, what a match it was on the Black Friday Rampage. Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia. And it's a real rivalry that's built up between Kingston and Garcia. And now Kingston tonight has gone and, and called in four of his best friends. And four of his best friends just happen to be maybe the two greatest tag teams in the world. The Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miedo, and Santana and Ortiz. And the idea of that being a five-man team, Eddie Kingston with Santana, Ortiz, and the Lucha Brothers, it is, it is absurd. That is such a great team. And, uh, you know, they've called out 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, find two partners and come fight us on Rampage tonight on TNT. Well, 2.0 and Garcia have called in your friend, Dave, Max Caster, and his partner, Anthony yep. Bowens, the acclaimed. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, Mark, you're going to have the tall task of trying to interview all 10 of these men tonight on Rampage. Oh my. So I'm sure you're oh looking my forward goodness. to trying to talk to 10 guys all at the same time. But it's going to be great, and I think it's going to be an awesome main event. And I know the fans in the building always love it when Mark tells them, you know, there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm maybe not looking forward to trying to keep everybody corralled, but uh, definitely looking forward to seeing a confrontation between 10 men. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the fight between the 10 men, too. I think it's going to be a, an awesome, awesome match on Rampage tonight. Before we say goodbye, I wanted to take this opportunity uh, to thank you. I mean, uh, 2021 has been a tremendous year uh, to be able to get back into arenas again, to be able to be around fans again, you know, for you to see a sold out crowd at Dynamite this past Wednesday. But even our relationship with you and AEW, I wanted to personally thank you. Uh, 
Uh, AEW has been tremendous to us with guests, and you have been tremendous coming on each and every week with Mark and I to preview Dynamite, to preview Rampage. So I wanted to take this opportunity to really thank you for all the time that you've given the Busted Open Nation this year. Thank you, Dave, and, and it's great talking with you pretty much almost every week. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.